coming out of Isaiah 61, and I want to tap into verse 4. I want to tap into verse 4. It will come up on the screen. You can stand with me and then ask God to release me. Amen. Amen. Verse 4, and it reads, as such in our hearing. And they shall rebuild the ancient ruins. They shall rise up the former desolations and renew the ruined cities. The devastation of many generations. Hallelujah. The text or the, um, the, the, the subject matter is claiming our territory of the next generation and also restoring our identity. Say that, say it to your neighbor. I'm restoring my identity. Father, even now, I ask that you move Tracy out the way and that you will, Lord, preach through me. You do this by your spirit. I know I can't do this. I know you have to. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. A young man that I adopted as my nephew, he excellent at building houses, can do just about anything when it comes to construction. He, one of his jobs was to take a house on ridge, and the house was so ruins, tore down, that he basically had to go through rebuilding the house from top to bottom inside and out. It's strange to walk into a house and see the walls torn out and what you see is the is the is the, is the two by four, the framing of it. It's strange to walk into the room and the floor is torn up and you see the two by fours as the flooring. I, I watch, I would go up there almost every week and, and, and watch how far he had progress and, and watch the steps. He, he would go in and see where the plumbing was bad and redo plumbing. Literally, he stripped it down to, to bare framing from the inside out and be, begin to rebuild. And one of the days that I was walking through the house looking at his progress, this is what God said to me. Tracy, as this house needed to be stripped, so do my people. I have, to, I have to strip what they have attached themselves to in order for me to build them up the way I want them to be on the inside. This, 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 these words which seem like it's talking about cities, seem like it's talking about buildings, it's really talking about people. Amen. Amen. We are inundated, we have lost our identity. Uh, 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 let me let me let me tap into this. I know 
we say that mankind is made in the image of God, but allow me to clarify, allow me to correct us, only those that are born again has restored their identity. Let me explain. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they lost their image and they lost their identity. That's why that if you're not careful, you will attach yourself to anything and you will allow anything to attach itself to you. You really don't know who you are till God shows you who you are. Can, can I step into this a little bit deeper? That's why you must be born again because your identity is in your spirit, not in your flesh. It's not what you do. It's, it's not what happened to you. It's when God saved you. He placed in you himself and he put a purpose in you and that is who you really are. And until you get rid of the other stuff, till you allow and begin to reclaim what God has placed in you, you don't know who you are. This is me, or that's not me. How do you know? Who told you that? And many of us are walking around trying to be something, accomplish something that God never gave to us. And it's, it's, it's a terrible thing to be in the wrong place doing the wrong thing at the wrong time, and God's not blessing. <laughs> and sometimes we all been there because. When God don't have his hands on it, there's nothing you can do. And God is not blessing it. It's frustrating. Sometimes if, if, if you're not where God wants you to be, it's a struggle coming to church. You cannot be worried about what people are thinking about you when you come to church. You know why? I hate to say that, but this is personal. Yeah, I come to encourage you, but, but, but even if you don't get yours, you're going to get mine. God, I know I need them. I know that as I'm preaching, God is speaking to me and showing me. God is teaching me. So, so I'm looking for a word from God because I want to take God, I want God to take me to the next level. Which means that I'm leaving some things behind. You know, I told y'all yesterday that, 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 was it yesterday? It was yesterday. That I had this incident that challenged how I was going to react. I was driving and, you know, the light was turning yellow. Yes, I could have ran through it, but I chose not to. You know, the person behind me threw a fit. see anybody so mad that we're not going through a yellow light. I mean, I couldn't hear her, but her attitude. Matter of fact, let me show you how mad she was. She rolled down her window so I could hear her, but the good thing is my window was rolled up. I didn't hear her. Me. There was a time when I got mad because she caught her attitude. 
attitude. And I'm going to allow attitude to catch me and I would have got upset over something that I didn't even know what she was saying. Y'all get me? She and if I know it in the spirit, I would have run right back. Now calm down. Now you gotta understand going to the place where I try not to let little things move me out of my joy and my peace because it took me too long and it cost me too much to know how to walk in the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord. I didn't know this lady and no matter what she thought of me I'll probably never see her again. Matter of fact, I was amazed she was lacking. She was acting so crazy. She got her cell phone. And she got so mad, she had to hang up her cell phone to tell me off. You know what? I started praying for her. You know why? Because I said, if somebody allows something this small to upset them this bad, they need Jesus. You know what? She wouldn't be in church today. Because, because let's be honest, some of us, like Christians, haven't, uh, haven't learned how to let petty stuff move us out of our joy. That's territory. The promises of God, the things that God gave us, Oh, my brother and sister, do you know what's going on in the world? Is that they're influenced by demonic influences. How dare we allow Satan to come back and take claim of the things we should have let go of a long time ago? You gotta be careful where you go, because every place isn't good for you. Yes, I mean, when God brought you out of a place and you're not completely delivered, some of y'all still go to the you to be. Territory. You are powerful. Don't know it. God has invested in you and we don't know it. In fact, when he says you are more than conquerors, he is talking about right now the enemy has already been defeated, but you got to believe it. show you something. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. Watch what it says as we come up. He's talking about Jesus on the cross. And he's talking about what the cross accomplished. 
sacrifice for us. Look what he's saying. He said, Jesus on the cross, he canceled out, he brought it out, he wiped away the handwritten of the night of God with his legal decree, decrees and delights. He talked about the Ten Commandments. Wrote them. He wrote his character that he knew we couldn't uphold. He was not trying to make laws to make us live up to it. He was showing us who he is and that we lost our image. Y'all gotta get me. Some of y'all not, some of y'all not. Come on now, come on, come on. Listen, unless you are just like God, you are not good. You're not wearing your good and your bad. This is about it. Are you spiritually dead or alive? And the only way you can be spiritually alive is if you know Jesus. Now, this does not give you the right to sin. This lets you know it's not about you looking at you, it's you looking at Jesus. When you're walking with Jesus, he will put a lock on your lips that you won't say just sin anything. And you walk with Jesus, he will open your steps when you just won't go anywhere. And you're walking with Jesus, he will, he will provoke you, he will prevent you, he will order you, love will flow out of you because you're walking with love. You know, you cannot do in yourself whatever the Spirit can do through you. What's this, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? So he said, so, so it's not about your good and bad. It's about walking with him. Jesus took care of it. Not only did he take care of your past, your present, and your future. Which means, what's this? I no longer have to worry about doing bad or good. I got to worry about walking with Jesus. If you're looking at yourself to say, am I good enough? You are looking at yourself. When you're looking at yourself, you're not seeing Jesus. When you're not seeing Jesus, you're out of bounds. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Let me explain. It's all about him. Since he took care of it. I'm rising up. I'm sitting down. I'm going to be walking with him. God is trying to get us back to Genesis chapter 2 where he came in the midst of the day and he walked with Adam and Eve and he enjoyed them and they enjoyed him. See, where we're at is that we're in Genesis chapter 3, 15 where we ran from him and we're hiding. Why? Because they became self-centered instead of God conscious. God trying to get your eyes out of you. He's trying to get your thinking away from you. Whenever we are caught up here, let me say that again. We got to get out of self. As a man thinking for his heart, thank you, Dick. As a man thinking for his heart, so easy. So, like I said, so, so when I'm walking to be good enough, my eyes is not on the one who is good enough. I'm trying to be something that I can't be in myself. Right. 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 So now I got my eyes 
I go him, the more he's sanctifying me because I'm becoming what I'm seeing. So now, the effort is not trying to make myself right. My effort and your effort is to keep our eyes on him. the same time. I can't have a bad attitude when I'm praising Jesus. When I'm praising Jesus, I can't be mad at somebody praising Jesus. You know, you know, you know, I, can't, I, can't, I can't stay on the wrong side of the bed when I start praising Jesus. When I start praising Jesus, something happens. and you don't want to see him. <laughs> when you worry about what people think of you, that's religion. Funny thing is, when you see him, he's flowing through you and you don't even know it. Some of us, we think we're doing good and God said, and God said, I see you. I don't see me. Let me go on. What's this? Hold on, hold on. Right there, right there, right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. What's this? He, he commanded, which was the force that stood against us, hostile to it. That's the Ten Commandments. That's, that's, the, that's the law. He said, this note and its regulation decrees and demands. He sat down. He sat. He set it aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to the cross. Nailing <laughs> it to the cross. Tell somebody, all my sins, past, present, and future, is nailed to the cross. Now give God some praise. You know why? Because if he didn't, we would still try to be right in our own effort when he already took care of it. Listen, you can't praise God when you're under condemnation. You can't worship him when you're under condemnation. You, you can't fully give yourself to him when you feel like I'm not good enough. And Satan will constantly 
show you your own self and tell you you're that when God is telling you you're this. Yeah, you got me. Let me, let me hold on. Let me, let me pull up one more verse and then I'm going to get where I want to go. He said, God has disarmed the principalities, the powers, now that's Satan and all his demons that was arranged against us. Hold on. That's, that's where we was. That's, that's, that's what it used to be. Tell, tell somebody, that's not me no more. Now watch this, watch this. He made a bold display and publicly, a public example of them and triumphed them. Watch this. If Jesus triumphed over them in the cross, watch this. If he took care of our sin problem at the cross, and he did, then he also took care of the devil problem at the cross. Yeah, I said, I don't see that. So I would get some bigger amens than that. That's what it said. Your problem is not the devil. Our problem is us. It's not walking on what he has accomplished. Listen, Jesus not fighting anymore. He has sat down already victorious. And watch this. We have sat down with him in victory. And we have seen it in heavenly places. Our dominion in heavenly. So therefore, Satan can only deceive you, but he can't conquer you. That's victory. Okay, let me show you this. The principles is found in the New Testament, but the story of the principle is found in the Old Testament. Y'all with me? The New Testament gives us the principles of truth. The Old Testament gives us the story of the principles. Y'all with me? Okay? Judges chapter 6. The story of Gideon. Watch this. Y'all is up there. I'm going to go. Israel, because of disobedience, the Midianites and the others would come and take their stuff. Just like Satan. They, 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 they work for it. They plant it. It's harvest time. And other folks who are not supposed to come take it came and took it. So Gideon is hiding. He's hiding and he's stressing out wheat to eat. But he's hiding because he don't want no one to take his stuff. Did you hear what I said? He's hiding. Here they are, the children of God, and they're hiding. Here they are, they don't know who they are, so he's hiding. He's doing wheat in a wine press. Wheat not supposed to be thrust in a wine press. He is out of position. He is doing something good, but he's doing it in the wrong place because he's hiding. Y'all got it. He's scared. It's Adam and Eve again. Hiding. From the presence of God. 
next verse. And the angel of the Lord, when it says the angel of the Lord like that, it's usually the pre-incarnated Christ. It is God. It is Christ come down before, before he come to earth. He's coming down and, 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 and all that I can say is, is the angel of the Lord. Okay? He is actually what appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you. You mighty man of honor. What God, how God sees us is different than how we see ourselves. Let me say that again. You need to ask God to show you you and your spirit. Not the flesh. Not what life did to you. Not what mama and daddy said to you. But who you are in your spirit, because who you are in your born again spirit is different than what life has told you. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He is hiding because he don't know who he is. Y'all got me? Okay, no, no, hold on. This is the Lord speaking to him. God is calling this. Hold on. Did you know that the Lord called you adopted? Did you know the Lord called you chosen? Did, the Lord, did you know that the Lord called you for the foundation of the world? He redeemed you? Did you know that the Lord called you his child? Holy praise? Did you know he called you a holy nation? Did you know that God called you righteous? Did you know that God called you conquered? Jackson got called and I had to go to uh, George Hospital. I was tired. Um, and I, and I had to go to see what's going on with Kerry. And I went to see him. And, and just the abundance of, of all the calls and everything that's happening, I found myself walking from the hospital and walking my head down like this. And I felt the sense of the little boy by myself and lonely. Tell you what I did. And I walk into the back of my car, here completely down. I stop and say, why is your head down? Don't you know who you are in Christ Jesus? 
let you know that you are in Christ and victory is yours. You have no business walking with your head hung down. And guess what? My shoulders went back, my hands went up, and I said, I'm going to walk in who I am because he says I am. I am victorious in it. To change. There'll be a strength in your walk. There'll be a confidence in your living. Okay, listen, you cannot afford for that on the outside to get on the inside. I refuse. Now, that's why that lady could throw a hissy fit and I could pray for her. Because I refuse for her attitude to get on the inside. I didn't have an attitude. She had an attitude. I wasn't going to let her attitude affect my attitude. I was doing good. I was praising praise I was praising God. So why should I not somebody that got an attitude to move me out of my position? I mean, for one moment, I said, I started to go there. Questions of what he don't understand. Don't we do that? It's human, but we gotta learn better. We gotta get beyond that. He he did not even hear because he don't understand what's been happening in his life. Listen, God do not have to give you an answer. 
expects us just to trust who he is. And they have an answer for everything. In fact, there's some things that he's given me answers for now that now I can understand it. But if I would have, if he would have gave me the answer for it back then, I wouldn't be able to understand it. I mean, God just gave me a new illumination not too long ago. He said, Tracy, the reason why you've been through everything you've been through was that I had to crack your outward shell because you were so hard. And it took everything you've been through. Let, let, me, let me explain it like this. Maybe it will help you. The outward shell of the seed of a grape seed protects the inward potential. But the outward shell will also keep the inward potential inside until it's cracked. <laughs> Y'all see where I'm coming from? The same shell that keeps itself will keep it in bondage. And God had to break my outward shell in order to get to the inward gift. That's for all of us. So why are we thinking God being mean? He's being gracious. Why we think God ain't answering our prayers? He got us in his hands. God said, I hold you in my hands all the time so that I will not and will not destroy you. Brought you through because I measure every ounce, every weight. I had to break you so I could get to you. Mm. Let's go on. Let's watch this, watch this. He said, You did all the miracles. Did not the Lord bring us out? Next verse. All these questions. Forsaking us and deliver us into the hands of the Midianites. Next verse. And then he turned, then the Lord turned to him, and God said, That is God even answer. Oh, the Lord said, Go in this might of yours. The Lord said, Go in the might I gave you. I have called you and appointed you to save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. And I, and this is his answer. You complain it, and here I am, I'm sending you. Let me, let me tap into this. All of this complaint was the position they were in. God already knew the position they were going to be in, and he already put the desire in Gideon's heart to get his people out. We, we say this verse all the time, that the Lord will give you the desire of your heart. It depends what's in your heart. See, in your spirit, he puts the desire in the foundation of the world. He 
He placed desires in you before the foundation of the world, but they're in your spirit and not in your flesh. So watch this. So you would desire things out of your spirit because he desires you to desire it. <laughs> with me. So now, if you desire what he placed in your spirit, he will bring up out of you the desire that you have for it. And he will give you the desire of your heart because your heart is chasing his heart. So he has uncovered the desires that he has for you and he wants you to desire it. Now, I know that's too much for you, but meditate on it. <laughs> That's what it is. So my mother, and he said, and God said, you're the answer. That's why this desire is in you, because I placed it in you, and now I'm calling you to go do everything that you're asking about. It's you. Next verse. And he said to him, Oh Lord. Indeed, my family, my folks is the weakest in Manasseh. I, I am the least of all my father's house. You know what he's doing? You don't know who I am, do you? You don't know how weak I am. You don't know where I come from. You don't know what happened to me. Well, I can't do what you're saying. And many of us at this point says, no. <laughs> because our eyes is on us and not on him. Hold on. He said, this is who you are. And he says, this is what I identify with. You see where I'm coming from? God says, this is who I have made you, and I got this in you, but then we hold back on, but this is what somebody said about me. This is what happened to me. This is what people think of me. And God says, well, I created you from the foundation of the world. I made you. I'm the one who weaved you in your mother's belly. And I put in you everything that has in you. And I'm the one that's going to bring out of you what I put in you. And you're still talking about, but I'm going to let go of where I came from. <laughs> Y'all see the argument. Y'all see what's going on here. Listen, not believing God, but believing facts. Not, not believing God, but believing our experiences. Not believing that God going to take us, but holding on to where we're being. The battle is faith. The battle is shutting off stuff that we should have let go of a long time ago. The battle is, Lord, I trust you. Lord, guide me through this. Lord, help me through this. Lord, I want to be what you called me to be. I want to do everything you want me to do. Lord, not me. 
but you. Lord, I surrender to your will. I surrender to your call. Lord, I haven't tried it my way, and my way don't work. Is there anybody in the house made a joke about my way? excuses is that the problem is that I haven't surrendered. The problem is I won't do what God is telling me. We're talking to the office and isn't it funny that we're asking God to forgive us and help us but but in the back burner of my mind we have already planned to do it tomorrow. Tone of voice. I mean, y'all know I'm real, you know, you know, because I know I've done that, you know, you know, and God will deal with you until you get real. That's why you keep on getting up. That's why you keep on saying, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I want to walk with you. Look, look, there's something in me that keep on bribing me. But Lord, I'm going to keep bribing you. We are in a tug of war. That's Romans chapter 7. He said, when, when I want to praise God, when I want to do that, there's another member within me. So that's why... That's why John chapter 10, verse 10, 9 and 10 said, I have, I have pastures for you to eat of. You have to build your spirit till your spirit man is stronger than your flesh man. The truth of the matter is who you're feeding. There has to be a concentrated effort to make yourself tap into your spirit man. It's not that you don't have it, you just haven't tapped into it. You know, you got to be able to say no to yourself and say yes to God. You know, sometimes you got, you got, you got to pull away and spend more time with Jesus, more time reading, more time praising. Put on some praise music and just start praising God. Just get excited about how good he's been. Go back and remember what he brought you. You know what I found out? Unless you intentionally remember how good he's been. Unless you intentionally remember what he brought you from. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Then I'm done. I'm almost done. I found out that the problem in front of you isn't all that big when you remember where you came from. If you think back of the miracles he has already done, <laughs> when you think back to the deliverance he has already brought you through, when you think back how God made a way out of nowhere, when you think back what you used to be, and now you recognize I'm not there no more. When you think back of how God kept you when you was in danger, when you think back how God navigated your steps through the wilderness, when you think back how God just stepped in right on time, when you think back when you were sick and the doctor didn't know what to do, but you still. Back when you thought you were losing your 
can praise a God and you can't help but know our God is able. to the God should have been the very thing that said, I'm ready. He eventually got there. How about you? One more thing. Only to the degree you conquer your territory in your mind is the degree he can use you. Before he can use you out here, he got to give you victory in here. (laughs) You can't want somebody in victory if you don't have it for yourself. You ought to be working on territory on the inside and then territory on the outside. And the more you get victory on the inside, the more God's going to use you on the outside. (laughs) Oh, he's up to something. Talk to your neighbor. He's up to something. I don't know what it is, but he's working it out. He's up to something. And it's not a little something either.